Welcome back to another segment of Truth and Share. I'm Dan Plashis, one of the founders of S&P Data. And Love I'm, the name. You like it? <laughs> Love the name. Why do you like Truth the name? Truth and right? Share. Well, that's, we're going to talk truth and we're going to share a lot of information. That's perfect. Be, you know, real helpful. I've got with me Brian Cato. Um, Brian Cato is the president and head of operations for S&P Data. Um, Brian is an incredible leader. Um, and um, today we're going we're gonna to articulate what it means to be a leader. And uh, from your perspective, I've done my own segment, so since you haven't seen it yet, it's just published, uh, you're gonna go in blind. But uh, Brian, <laughs> first of all, introduce yourself and uh, let's get right into it. Yeah, BCAT is actually what they know me on from the Twitter handle, but Brian Cato, <laughs> my formal name. Um, thanks for you know indicating that you think I'm an exceptional leader. I do. I think about leadership, you know, it's, uh, it's something I think everybody possesses. Most people don't know they have it. Some don't want to know they have it um, because it comes with a lot of accountability. And you know, what's interesting is like when you think about leadership, it's typically you think about the great leaders. Uh, I'll say Barack Obama, but people don't ever mention what we would call bad leaders. Good or bad leaders possess something that is just consistent with them. They project a confidence that for people, and people see that within them, and they just fall and resonate to it. And the great leaders have that, you know, sort of within them, right? The confidence, and you know, whether or not they choose to use that for good or bad is is totally up to them. But my point here is, leadership comes in all forms. And you know, people really, when those who really take accountability for it, I find can do some great things and make people do great things. So I think about for myself, you know, as a leader, there's a certain responsibility I have to the organization, to my family, to my friends. You know, you have to be, uh, first of all, you have to be yourself, but within yourself, you have to have like some natural things like, you have to like people. Right. I mean, you just have to, right? And um, you also have to know that you have to have respect for individuals and a true honest interest in those individuals and what they do, what they say, things they go through. You wake up in the morning and you should want to know, you know what's happening with, with people. Right. Um, Not people. just on a business, you're saying. Like yeah, no, on a personal level too, yeah. yeah. It comes with the it comes with the territory. The people go to work. They go they home. home they, yeah. And and the powerful thing I find with leadership is, you you have to be aware of, of yourself because your impact on people when they consider you a leader is huge. So it's almost like you're not allowed to have a bad day, right? Because the impact is going to be greater than just you. It's going to be the individuals that look up to you, that follow you, that, you know, sort of look into you for direction, right? To reinforce that, Brian, you know, I spoke yesterday, you know, my um, son's football coach, I used to always tell him, he's been a very successful businessman, he's a very successful football coach, but he's a leader. He could walk into a room first or last or hide behind a group, but he always had that presence around yeah. him. You have the same presence. When Brian walks in the room, you know who the leader is, so it's not something you're speaking, 
I don't know if it's a confidence, an air about you, but it's clearly how you've always treated people. You take a lot of pride. Your goal, I think the thing that you've mastered is that you want to build people to be, you're not afraid of, you've never felt, by the way, challenged. Um, I.e., right. you're very confident in your own skin, if you will. And you've, you've because of that, you're, you, I think you really live to make people better and seeing them successful at any cost. No greater satisfaction than seeing the people that you've led and developed um, go on to some great things. And I'll tell you, it's interesting because at S&P, I was thinking about this the other day, I received a note from a former employee of mine um, when I worked in the United States. Right. And she just got a job with the U.S. Army wow. uh, in their social media, head of their social media. We could use her. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And she wrote to me. And, and she said, we haven't spoken in years, but I wanted to reach out and tell you the impact you had on my life as a person and as a leader. And she used those words. It has brought me to new heights in my career, and I just wanted to say thank you. That's great. That's the best thing you can have as a Denver person. Or in Denver. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the best thing you can have as a person, as a person, you know, leading people. And when I get up in the mornings now, listen, I get on my phone. The first thing I do, I look at my computer, I look at certain things, but I engage with our people. And I think they like that. I try and keep things very light. I think it's very important. The world we live in today is so stressful. You have to create a safe environment for individuals to be free, be sort of be themselves, be loose, and just do, you know, and say what they want. And that's, that's basically what I try and do. Yeah, no, you do, and you do a great job. And you know, how do you feel? You know, uh, in terms of what do you think of some of your when you talk about leadership? What do you think are some of your greatest failures? Yeah, we all have blind spots. Yeah, of course. You would say, you know, when someone leaves you, are you hurt? Um, well, listen, when someone leaves, it's I, I see that as a failure of my own. Yeah. As to you know why they leave, and even if it's for things like more money. That just tells me that I haven't been able to provide them with a path that fulfills not not just monetarily, but a path where they're fulfilled in their career overall. So that is a failure point, um, I would say, for any leader uh, when people leave. Um, nice. But you know, another failure point, and I was telling one of our our managers this the other day. A few of our managers, you know, I have to catch myself every once in a while to practice what I preach to them, which is patience, taking a step back when you're dealing with difficult situations before you go deal with the situation. And listen, every once in a while I find myself in that situation where I'm getting impatient and what I'm projecting is, is not good leadership. But you always gotta do that self-inspecting. It's very important, right? Because you'll always have factors coming in, coming in, that can get you very frustrated, but you always have to do that self-inspection. So something else, you know, David mentioned, you know, one of the things he always thinks of is my eye for talent. In fact, you're gonna interview Muya Dean later. Yes, fantastic and, talent. And, you know, how is a guy that lives in California like me find a guy that's working in Toronto? Same with Wes. Yeah. How do I find these people? I find them because I see them on social media. I see them through different ways. In the case of Yudin, I actually witnessed his work ethic and how right. he stood about the crowd. The first question, by the way, we're gonna you're gonna talk to him about leadership, but 
working a program where he didn't have, he had zero turnover. I mean, how did you do that? And so I knew there was something bigger, and I know you're going to talk about NPS with him. But as it applies to you, you have the same talent I do, in that you recognize talent very easily. Um, where do you think, you know, how do you, one of the things, Brian, if you remember when we did our diversity and inclusion, I think this is a really important message that you bring, is, you know, we talk about diversity and inclusion, and what Alex Moore, who runs our um, Ohio site, said is when they met you and saw you in a position, everyone knew in that company, everyone knew in Ohio, that there was no glass ceiling. Right. How do you, you, how do you pick talent out? Because you find it, I mean, and, and you bring them along. What's the attributes that you look for, even if someone doesn't have all the talent? Because people want to grow. They want to seek a benefit. And you've done an incredible job of, of, of um, making people, giving back, giving them something to build a career on. Well, you got to give them belief. So, but before I get into that, I just want to say, while both of us have an eye for talent, you're a little one a level above me because you can, you have an instinct for it that that I don't think I possess because well, you don't think that many times during our, I mean, we've been together for 20 plus years. Right. <laughs> you know, you would pick out somebody that I would have to look a little deeper to right. be quite honest to see it. But and I, I might say it to you three I, times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Which I think is a great, which is a great thing. But that's why we have a great working relationship. Right. And you'll exactly. also, by the way, not always agree with me. Hey, hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, in terms of you know, like the Alex Moore situation, you you have to paint a picture because everybody wants everybody wants to do good work. They want a vision. Yeah. They want a, exactly. They want a vision. They want to see what the future looks like and what is possible. And so you gotta spend the time to paint that possibility, right? And I, I would tell leaders who are in a position where they have the span of control, where they can actually make that picture come true, that they take that seriously and really spend the time in, and in the investment in time in that individual to make sure that person that you have that day will not be, if you spend the time, the same person in 30 days, or in 60 days or in 90 days because you would have given them the attention and sort of focus that they need and who wins they win the organization wins and not just in business but in personal life also so I think and then you have self-fulfillment of watching people you know just grow within their careers I mean right. think it's about amazing. it we're in such a great industry because you don't need you don't need an MBA to do well in this business. Like, well, you know, there's not an MBA course that teaches this business. Right, exactly, right? right? And it's just so, you know, all you really need is desire. And people want to work hard. Hard work is a must. Um, you know, and the top is the Passion. Passion, yes, 100%, you gotta have passion. Yeah. You gotta wanna do it, right? And, and, and the leaders have to want to want to lead you. But there's one thing I, I know for sure, and I tell people this, there isn't a ceiling on what you can achieve. There really isn't. I don't believe there really isn't a ceiling. We're all designed to be able to do great things. We just have to decide whether or not we want to do it and as individuals and what it takes to get it done. And if we're willing to put in the time, the effort, I, I truly believe anything is possible. And we've seen it with a lot of people. So it's interesting. So uh, yeah. By the way, all 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 true. I think that 
you know, when you look at your leadership style, you know, Brian, you've you've got a different appreciation than everyone, um, and 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 um, I think it's always been handed down, but you know, in, in, to your team, but. You know, you you know how hard it is. We've built this business. It's interesting. Call center. I'm going to switch gears. But you, what I was going to say is that the call center. Uh, well, we built this from zero. Yeah. And so you know how important customers are. You have a very unique um, balance between employees first, customers second, but know how important customers are. Yeah. And I've always had just a ton of time because you know that they keep, they make the lights. They keep the lights on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I've always felt that you've been incredibly unique. I'm going to change this topic, something interesting. So now leadership under post-COVID. So now you've got your group, you know, you were a very touchy-feel guy. Yeah. And overnight, you took your, not just your, your your management team, and you started remotely. Now, of course, some are coming back, and it's great. Yeah. But you manage differently. How have you adapted your game? Because, yeah. you know, that, that was a challenge, right? Sure. Leadership becomes much more challenging post-COVID because the forum changes. So I'm a very, you know, hands-on, touchy, like to see people, like to sit with people, don't have an office, sit amongst the group. Well, I'd interrupt. I spoke about that yesterday. When Brian comes in the office, much like an F in Foods, Brian sits in the middle of the office. Right. And people can come and sit with him and talk. I think that's really, that says everything. He doesn't go into a corner office. Yeah. But let's go back. So COVID, I, I interrupted yeah. this. So, too. you know, your communication has to change. It does. The one thing that can't change, though, is, you know, leading through respect. You Again, you have to be interested in the people. So you want, you know, you get on a Zoom, you get on, you know, a Teams, and, and you want to see these faces, right? And you have to make it a point to see the faces. Uh, and then connect with them. So if you uh, ratchet it up, actually the time you spend talking to the individuals? I talk to, we have what we call war rooms now. I go into the war room every day. I say hello to all of our management team. Uh, talk a little bit. Today I found out, you know, one of our U.S. employees, she heads up uh, Girl Guides in New Mexico. And I didn't know what that was all about. I asked her. You know, she was explaining like to me. Boys, is that why you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. You know, um, that explains and, it. But you know what she explained? You can see, you can hear the passion in her right. voice explaining this, right? And you know, that's how you got to connect. Leaders got to connect like that. You know, I tell, you know, Marie, who is. So is it more difficult remote? I don't find it more difficult. It's just different. Yeah. You know, it's just different. The nice part of it is you can have. 50 people. You can even have an audience remotely and just have them right in front of you talking to them, right? It's a little bit harder when you go office to office, but imagine you can bring together a whole organization on your laptop and, and talk to them and address them. Right. And we've had, you know, we've had supervisor sessions with some of these, and Muyadin can attest to this, you know? You get on with them and you, you, you just have fun, like you have fun. I mean, I've done dances for them. We've done TikToks, you know. Brian, that's actually one of the things that I feel shapes leaders in the future is you got to be in social media. You and I weren't yeah. raised with social media. No, that's you right. know, it has changed our world. team here. There, you know, obviously they live and breathe on it, right? But you've always been. This is a compliment. I, I, 
I don't think you can be a successful leader without being on social media. And 50% of all CEOs are not on social media. I don't want someone writing my Twitter and stuff. Right. You're always on Twitter and always, you yeah. talk about business, you talk about sports, sports. Yeah. right? Yeah. And and it shows your personality, right? If someone was following, I'm a huge believer, but that's really, that gap cannot, you cannot let this generational gap and the way you treat people and the way they want to treat it um, uh, cause a chasm that right. you feel that you can't get back on the other side, if you will. And I right. think you do an incredible job of that. It, leaders who do not use the social media platforms are making a big mistake because you cannot connect. Don't you want to know what your people are thinking, seeing, doing? Because you can't just by using that medium. You can go on. I mean, think about it. I, I know what some of my managers are doing on the weekends, right? right? That gives you conversational points. I, I agree. It shows you. You interest. know the family. By the way, I personally use it because I get to know the family. Too. Right. Exactly. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. The, the family. Of, in the case of Rohit, how would I know his son's name? Right. I know his son's name because I see him post about it. I see him it's post very about nice. It. Exactly. It's very personal. Yeah. And that person decides to let you in, right, to that work, to their life. Well, you know, that's a little thing that happens that people don't think about, but it's an absolute fact. You're letting people in uh, from the from your business side, from right. the work side that normally you wouldn't you wouldn't let in like if we didn't have instagram twitter facebook those connections would never be made you wouldn't know likely unless robin told you his son's name that's correct right i mean it, it, it's so just, amazing it's amazing it's amazing it's amazing for connecting with s p alumni S &P alumni yeah you know, it's really, you're never out yeah. of touch and it's fun. Yeah. It, it, it's really amazing. Anyhow, we're gonna wrap up. Um, I can't tell you, you know, Brian, when uh, I look up leadership in the dictionary, we'd have your picture. I, I don't I know if it's come picture. through. Well, I don't know if it's come through in this, but we're really blessed to have you as a leader. And you know, you're not, you're, you're, you're just a really giving person too. Um, I, I see you in leadership. You you get up. You've always had a very light step on you. You enjoy it. You get up in the morning. You're engaged. Um, you know, I always think I, I always think of an exercise we once did. We have a client that's a large cable company in the United States, and they did this exercise where they said, okay, if we gave you an opportunity to, uh, we needed uh, more people to, you know, more seats is the terminology in our business. You know, and it was a Tuesday night at eight o'clock. What would happen? And people said they'd get a quote together. And you and I said uh, we'd be on that phone because we always believe in quality of life. You yeah. raised two athletic kids. You didn't yeah. miss the events. No, but no. there's also not a phone call that you wouldn't miss. And That's that right. Everyone knows you're on the call, and you balance. You have to balance. Yeah, you have and to balance. And you can't. But you work to live, and you 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 live to work. You don't yes. work to live. And it and it and it comes around, and it's going to show, and it shows up. Yeah, and, you have, and if you enjoy it like I do, you know, people ask me how I've been in this business a long time. This business is, you know, it's a taxing business. It is. But you got to love people, I like do. So, you know, you, you want to be around people. So it's a, it's a great business for them. So wrapping up, uh, thanks. Thank you again for joining uh, our segment of Truth and Share. Glad you love the name. And, you yeah, know, I love it. It's everything you always wanted to know, but we're afraid to ask. And don't yeah, forget that exactly. the truth shall set you free. Truth right? shall set you free. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.